1: That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500.
2: Tonight, the scary respiratory illness on the rise in children here in the U.S. as hospitals in more than 30 states see cases of RSV skyrocket. Tonight, the parents bringing their young children to the emergency room. Something's not right. This isn't normal. We'll show you the one state considering bringing in the National Guard.
0: We're having patients in hall beds.
2: President Biden hits the campaign trail to tout his infrastructure law after brushing off questions about candidates not wanting to be seen with him. But there haven't been that many candidates campaigning with you. Why are more candidates?
3: That's working?
2: not true. There have been 15. Count, state, count. CBS's Ed O'Keefe is in Philadelphia. British Prime Minister Liz Truss quits in just six weeks after her policies led to economic turmoil. CBS's Rami Innocencio with the familiar face that could replace her. And a record drought and worker shortage has one company turning to a different source of labor. Picking
4: strawberries is backbreaking work, but not for these robots.
5: This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell,
6: reporting from the nation's capital.
2: Good evening and thank you for joining us on this busy Thursday night. We want to begin with some important health news for families. In recent weeks across the country, there has been an alarming increase of illness among young children, and it's not COVID, it's something called RSV. Hospitals in at least 33 states are seeing a dramatic rise in cases of children suffering from the respiratory virus. Cases have more than doubled in 25 states over the last month, and it's putting a strain on hospitals. Some healthcare facilities are so overwhelmed that they're running out of beds. The state of Connecticut is even thinking about bringing in the National Guard. We have a lot of news to get to tonight, and CBS's Omar Villafranca will start us off. Good evening, Omar.
5: Good evening. Tonight, hospitals from Texas to Connecticut are sounding the alarm. Their emergency rooms are filling up with RSV patients. There's no vaccine, and doctors are bracing for a rough winter. At Connecticut Children's Medical Center, doctors are slammed with a surge in RSV cases. Dr. John Brancato says every inch of the emergency room is filled.
0: We're having patients in hall beds, we're using our orthopedic room, we're using other treatment rooms as much as possible.
5: RSV cases typically peak in December to mid-February. But this month, the hospital has more RSV cases than any other respiratory illness, including COVID. A lot of the patients that we're seeing now um, are sicker, so they need um, immediate assessment. Further south, almost half of the ICU beds at Cook Children's Hospital in Fort Worth, Texas, are filled with RSV patients. Dr. Daniel Guzman is treating them. It's gonna be a rough winter. I mean, we're already seeing our number spike uh, over the last few weeks uh, with over 550 ER visits per day. Four-month-old Lindy is in the ICU. Her parents, Zoe and Jeff Green, took her to an urgent care clinic, concerned that she had more than just a common cold.
7: I was like, something, something's not right. This isn't normal. She feels hot and kind of already lethargic, and yeah. you know that's from the fever.
5: RSV symptoms are similar to a cold, but doctors say Parents should watch for signs of respiratory distress if their child's nostrils are flaring while breathing or if their skin is pulling in towards their ribs. When your child transitions into, well, they're breathing harder, they're breathing faster, their head bobbing, they take some more action, call your pediatrician. <laughs> Jerry Akers brought her 19-month-old son, Nash, back to the ER after his RSV symptoms got worse.
2: You know your kid, trust your mom instinct, because um, we, we were here on Monday, but my instinct this morning was like, I need to go back. Oh, Omar Franca is back with us. It is hard to watch those kids who are suffering, so what parents, what should they do?
5: Well, doctors are urging them to get the flu shot for themselves and their kids uh, because the flu shot, it, it won't prevent you from getting the flu, but it could make your symptoms milder, which means you may not have to make a visit to already busy emergency room. Nora?
2: Everybody on alert. Omar Vierfranka thanks so much. Well, political shockwaves across the pond tonight after British Prime Minister Liz Truss resigned suddenly. Just six weeks into her term, Truss is stepping down after her economic policy sent shockwaves through the financial markets. CBS's Ramey Innocencio reports the next leader will be the fifth prime minister in just over six years. I am resigning as leader of the Conservative Party.
6: Today, Liz Truss sealed her fate as Britain's shortest-serving prime minister in history, just 44 days after the queen appointed her and two days before the monarch died. In parliament (laughs) and in public the past month, Truss's political life imploded.
8: I will deliver a bold plan.
6: The biggest tax cut plan in half a century would have ballooned the deficit. That spooked the markets and sent the pound plunging. She sacked her finance minister, then made a massive U-turn on campaign promises.
9: 20p tax cut,
6: gone. Gone. Two-year energy freeze, gone. Gone. Tax-free shopping, gone. Gone. Economic credibility, gone. Just yesterday, she vowed to carry on.
2: Mr. Speaker, I am a fighter and not a quitter.
6: But today, she did just that, step down. This head of lettuce outlasting the premier in a tabloid stunt streamed online. President Biden thanked Truss.
3: Look, she was a good partner on Russia and Ukraine, and uh, and the British are gonna solve their problem.
6: But Britain's problems, including inflation over 10%, and at a 40-year high, are not disappearing.
3: This was about people's
0: mortgages, how much it cost to fill the grocery trolley, and that's why the British people are
3: pretty angry.
6: And fed up with their political leaders.
3: It's just a cycle of rubbish and they replace rubbish with more rubbish.
6: We're basically the laughing stock of the entire
0: world as per usual.
3: And now
6: the race to replace Liz Truss is on, and the conservative party is aiming to have a successor in place as early as Monday. There are even reports that Boris Johnson may throw his hat back into the ring. Meanwhile, as for the opposition Labor Party, they are just clamoring for a general election. Polls show that if that were to be held today, they would win in a landslide. Nora?
2: Wow, well, quite a day there, Ramy and Asensio. Thank you so much. Back here at home, President Biden is on the campaign trail in the battleground state of Pennsylvania with 19 days before the critical midterm elections. The president reminded voters of his administration's legislative victories, including the bipartisan infrastructure deal. CBS's Ed O'Keefe is in Philadelphia. My
3: staff said to me, you realize how many times you've been to Pittsburgh? The president on the stump and on the hunt today for Democratic votes in the key battleground state of Pennsylvania. LUNCHING WITH DEMOCRATIC SENATE CANDIDATE JOHN FETTERMAN, WHO IS <laughs> NECK AND NECK WITH REPUBLICAN Mehmet OZ. FETTERMAN, ONE OF THE FEW CONTENDERS WILLING TO BE SEEN WITH THE PRESIDENT, GIVEN HIS SAGGING POLL NUMBERS.
7: WHY AREN'T YOU
3: do- I THINK SO. IT AIN'T OVER till IT'S OVER. IN THE SIX KEY SENATE RACES ACROSS THE COUNTRY THAT WILL DECIDE CONTROL OF THE CHAMBER, THE ECONOMY AND INFLATION ARE AMONG THE TOP CONCERNS. AND NEARLY 7 IN 10 VOTERS IN A NEW CBS NEWS POLL THINK THE PRESIDENT ISN'T DOING ENOUGH the biden administration's failed policies that have created this crisis that we're in polls are beginning to break in favor of republicans today, so the president has spent the week pushing issues that might resonate with voters forgiving student loans protecting abortion rights and lowering gas prices but many democratic candidates in close races don't want to be seen with the president including senate candidate tim ryan in ohio who's trailing republican jd vance
4: i'm not relying on chuck schumer or the president or anybody to come in here and like you know, boost me or give me money. We're doing it on our own. Like
3: The president has done most of his campaigning behind closed doors, at party fundraisers, as he will tonight idea. with Federal. Democratic Congressman Brendan Boyle said candidates shouldn't be avoiding the president, given his accomplishments. We
10: elected Democrats have a damn good record to run on. We shouldn't run away from it.
3: Now, while many Democrats may be nervous about campaigning with President Biden, they're quite eager to be seen with the first lady, Jill Biden, who's been out on the trail. And in the coming weeks in four key battleground states, it's the former president, Barack Obama, who will be the top headliner for
2: Democrats. Nora. Ed O'Keefe in Philadelphia for us tonight. Thank you. Overseas Ukrainians are facing another night of rolling blackouts following Russia's targeting of its power grid. Officials say there have been more than 300 missile and drone attacks on Ukraine's energy facilities in the past 10 days. CBS's Holly Williams reports tonight from Kyiv. To How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much. Vitali Klitschko is the mayor
8: of Kyiv, a former world heavyweight champion and a symbol of Ukraine's resistance.
6: They've try to destroy our critical infrastructure. They want to make our citizens freezing in the winter without heating, without electricity, water.
8: He's talking about this, a new wave of Russian strikes that Ukraine says has targeted 45 energy facilities, destroying 30% of its power stations in just over a week. The government's warned of rolling blackouts as the frigid winter approaches. Yet the people of this nation appear as stoic as ever. Kiev's subway has served as a bomb shelter for civilians during Russian attacks. But this morning we found it packed with busy commuters, getting on with life in the face of a vicious invasion.
1: We will
8: win soon. It's our dream. It must come true. So this is the Javelin anti-tank missile. Yeah. Mayor Klitschko says Vladimir Putin's strategy is backfiring.
6: Our people is angry. It's our future. It's our home.
8: They're making you more determined. It's true. The U.S. says it has information that troops from Iran are on the ground supporting Russian drone attacks here in Ukraine. As you know, Nora, Ukraine claims that Russia has ordered nearly two and a half thousand so-called kamikaze
2: drones from Iran. Holly Williams, thank you. Well, there is shock and sadness tonight at Princeton University after a worker at the school made a tragic discovery. The body body of missing student Misrach Iwunate was found behind the campus tennis courts. Officials say there were no obvious signs of injury or foul play. The 20-year-old from Ethiopia was reported missing nearly a week ago after she didn't show up for an appointment for her U.S. citizenship application. Storm victims in southwest Florida are facing a new health hazard in the aftermath of Hurricane Ian. There are warnings of a potentially deadly bacteria in the water. CBS's Manuel Bohorkas reports tonight from the Storm Zone.
10: More than three weeks after Hurricane Ian devastated parts of Southwest Florida, its dangers persist. This time in the form of a bacteria called Vibrio vulnificus, which lives in brackish waters and can enter the skin through open wounds, causing the skin to break down, which is why some call it a flesh-eating bacteria. It can be treated with antibiotics, but spreads quickly and causes death in one of every five people infected. Leah Delano's fiance, Jim Hewitt, traveled from Michigan to Naples, Florida to help a friend after the storm, but a wound to his leg after falling into water became infected and within a matter of days, Hewitt was gone. Jim came down out of the goodness of his heart to help people and ended up losing his life.
2: Yeah, it's it's been very, very difficult. He, he really wouldn't have preferred to go any other way though. <laughs> He was always helping people.
10: So far this year in Florida, there have been 65 reported cases and 11 deaths from the infection. Officials say overall, 28 cases and seven deaths are directly connected to the hurricane. There's debris scattered all around us. Christine Hollingsworth is with the Florida Department of Health in Collier County, where Jim Hewitt contracted the bacteria. What's your message to the community about this bacteria?
2: If you have a open cut, sore or wound. Uh, First symptoms would be pain, soreness, and redness around the area. Seek medical attention immediately.
10: Awareness about potential infections is especially important here because there's still so much cleanup to be done. Officials are reinforcing their message, urging people to stay out of the water and closing some beaches. Nora?
2: An important warning. Manny Bohorkas, thank you. Turning now to the economy and your kitchen table. California produces about 90% of the nation's strawberries, but severe drought and worker shortages are now threatening the fruit. CBS's Carter Evans reports help has arrived in tonight's Eye on America.
4: Picking strawberries can be backbreaking and tedious, but not here.
7: Someone will eat that in a couple days, so pretty exciting.
4: And they had no idea it was picked by a robot. One that works in a hydroponic field, a method of farming that can use up to 90% less water. And in the midst of California's mega drought, that could be a game changer.
7: With increasing pressures on water, on labor, and on chemical regulation, Uh, Innovative growers are now putting these in and getting better and better at them.
4: Eric Adamson's company is behind a strawberry robotic revolution.
7: People think robots, they've been around forever, but they're actually very, very new, especially robots that make decisions and are autonomous.
4: Yes, they're programmed to think on their own with cameras that sense texture and color.
7: He really wants the one in the middle. Oh, it's he got it. Ah, that's a beautiful pick. But as good as they are. Oh, nope, this is actually a, a fatal. So.
4: They're hardly foolproof.
7: We expect we'll make mistakes and we'll expect things will break.
4: But Adamson says the robots now pick with 95% accuracy.
7: We're designing them to be co-robots. So uh, these aren't just, you know, replacing people's jobs. Actually, we're teaching people, some of them even farm workers themselves. Did you know anything about robots before? No, not
4: at all. John Paul Rodriguez used to work in the fields. Your back
7: hurts really bad.
4: Today, he manages the robots picking strawberries.
7: The robot is doing the job, I'm like, wow, I'm cool. In <laughs> that way we can create jobs with higher wages and with uh, higher skill development.
4: All as the robots themselves are getting more highly skilled and not just in picking strawberries.
7: We hope to have hundreds and hundreds of robots around the world's leading farms, picking table grapes, peppers, uh, cucumbers, blackberries, raspberries.
4: Robots taught to think. Incredible, if not a bit unsettling.
7: You'll watch it picking and you're like, "Don't, no, 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 why are you doing that? And then, oh, nope, okay, you knew better than me. So, well done.
4: For Ion America, I'm Carter Evans in Santa Maria, California.
2: And coming up, a tragic accident at a gun range has claimed the life of a U.S. customs agent. The new details when we return. There are new details tonight in the deadly shooting of a U.S. customs agent at a gun range in South Florida. Law enforcement sources tell CBS Miami News partner, the Miami Herald, Jorge Arias was accidentally shot and killed by a fellow agent while they were role playing during a training class Wednesday. Sources tell the paper the agent who shot Arias in the chest had mistakenly replaced his training pistol with his loaded handgun. Well, tonight, the EPA is investigating whether officials in Mississippi discriminated against black people by refusing to improve the water system in the state capitol. More than 150,000 people in Jackson were under a boil water alert for nearly two months this summer after harmful bacteria was found in the tap water. Then in August, floods knocked out one of the city's water treatment plants. There's a new warning for parents to check their children's Halloween candy after a disturbing discovery at a major US airport. That story when we return. Tonight, five former workers at a daycare center in Hamilton, Mississippi are facing criminal charges. We want to warn you, video showing the workers terrorizing children is disturbing. Four women, all in their 20s, were charged with felony child abuse after video surfaced showing them wearing a ghost mask as terrified children shriek and cry. A fifth worker is charged with misdemeanor assault and failing to report the abuse. A security check at LAX airport in Los Angeles led to a disturbing discovery. 12,000 suspected fentanyl pills were found inside what appear to be bags and boxes of Skittles, Whoppers, and Sweet Tarts. The seizure of the deadly drugs prompted officials to warn parents to check their children's Halloween candy after trick-or-treating this year. And we will be right back with a road trip for the ages. Finally tonight, America's national parks are considered some of the most beautiful places on Earth. CBS's Meg Oliver introduces us to a grand duo that just had to see for themselves. This is a beautiful round here. Joy Ryan and her grandson Brad Ryan are on the adventure of a lifetime.
5: Our journey began when I found out that my grandma in her 80s had never been to the mountains.
2: So Ryan set out to bring his grandma from Southeast Ohio to visit all 63 national parks.
5: It seemed like an impossible dream once, but after everything that I've done with her whitewater rafting, she was 91 when we did Class 3 Rapids in Alaska.
2: How was the whitewater rafting? Oh, it was fun. I had the best time. It was just like being on a roller coaster. I love roller coasters. It started with a trip to the Great Smoky Mountains sleeping on air mattresses. There aren't too many 92 year olds I think sleeping on air mattresses. How does it feel? Well I didn't sleep on it. I kept falling <laughs> off so I said to heck with it I'm gonna sleep on the ground. After seven years of excursions they will complete their mission next April at the National Park of American Samoa. What does this journey mean to you? Well
4: it, it meant to go out and broaden my horizons and see
2: all the beautiful things that I only dreamed about. A dream come true. Meg Oliver, CBS News, New York. And a wonderful grandson. That's tonight's CBS Evening News. And remember, if you can't watch us live, set your DVR. You can watch us later. I'm Nora O'Donnell, good night.